What I do love about going to dispensaries now is that they'll say stuff like minor paranoia, minor this, minor that. I'm like, what is there stuff that causes major paranoia? Like who's going in there being like, I want something that's gonna make me will scream and shit myself. I am I am I am just in the mood to fucking freak out. I'm just going on a casual walk home. It's only two miles. I want it to take four hours. I thought I'd go hang out in the cemetery tonight and really want to amp that up. So I want the shit that'll fucking make me see things. I'm gonna go hang out with my parents tonight and I wanna feel like everyone in that room knows I'm high. Oh, is there a worst feeling? There's not a worst oh feeling. God. I want this high to feel like I just masturbated at Thanksgiving in front of my parents. That's what I want this high to feel like. Oh my God. Yeah. There's a story behind everything from batteries and knives to glue and string. I'll share with you these forgotten things you find lying in a junk drawer. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to this episode of Junk Drawer. I'm Kevin. That's Josh. Oh, I caught him drinking again. Ah, you dick. And I'm Josh. I caught him drinking again. Boom, boom. And this is Junk Drawer. If you are just joining us, stop this episode. Go back and listen to them all. But if you don't want to do that, we'll explain what the show is. Here, Josh and I unpack all the crap that you find in your junk drawer. We choose an object. We give you the history behind it. We have some cocktails while we're doing it. And also some witty banter. One of us knows what the junk drawer item is. The other one does not. And they're going to sit there and learn and just be surprised at all the history we bring. Um, Josh, uh, hey there. Ho there. How you been, bud? Um, I'm a little hungover today, Kevin. Um, I drank whiskey and wine and hung out with Ooh. Brandy, who's a fine oh, girl. No, girl. I didn't do that. I, I actually oh. don't know a Brandy, to be honest. Really? You know so many people. I would assume a Brandy do would I be know? Do I know any Brandys? I don't... I don't think so. If there are any Brandys out there listening, and you know Josh, hit us up. Let's find out how you how you. And honestly, friends. if I do know you, um, I know many Britneys. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Oh, wow, yeah. Hi, Brittany. That's Hi, a Brittany. fucking basketball, basketball reference. Basketball, yes, it is. No, not many people know that. Hi, Brittany. I fucking love that movie. Is it good? No. Is it highly quotable? Yes. It's for a very specific person, and that person is us. So now you know what you're dealing with uh, on your journey through the junk drawer. Kevin, what's happening? What are we drinking? Uh, today, I'm uh, finishing off the uh, plantation. Three stars that you gave me for my birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having that with a little Canada Dry ginger ale in my giant Deadpool Tervis. Uh, <laughs> it is, uh, keeps my drinks cold and my, uh, my drunks drunk. Plantation Three Rum uh, is, I've been told, the best for cocktails. It, I'm drinking this with this ginger ale. It is fucking delicious. And I, I do love the plantation. This is my first time having this three-star clear rum. Usually I drink a, a spiced or, or a dark rum. Uh, and this clear with this ginger ale, fucking fantastic. So uh, get on it, folks. Plantation, three-star clear rum with some ginger ale. Enjoy your day. What are you drinking, Josh? I'm drinking uh, official hazy IPA. Oh, from is, is that, that's Bell's, right? That the is Bell's, Bell's Concoction. Brewed and canned in Comstock, Michigan. Look at that. Hello, Michigan. Um, so, dude, I guess we should probably just dig in, yeah? Yeah, so let's talk to the intern and see what the hell's in the junk drawer. Because I want to enjoy my hazy IPA from Bell's. Intern Craig! What the hell is it? Yup! Oh, dude, I had a good time with today's 
item. Exciting. And it's always it's one of those. It's a multi-layer. It's a it's a it was a multi-layer process because I was like, ah, I want to do this, and then I find out that I should probably do more about this. Delicious. Than this. Does that make sense? Yes. No, it doesn't. No. So what has Craig pulled out? Oh, look at that. Everybody sure needs them. hope it's not his dick. And your grandma has a thousand of them. Definitely not his dick. It's a travel pack of tissues. Tissues! Oh, I have those in my backpack as we speak, just oh, in case. Because you need that, especially during a pandemic, wiping hands, blowing noses, everything. You need a travel pack of Tissues, tissues or Kleenex. Which or, is a brand, I'm assuming. Kleenex is the brand, right? We're going to dive into that, absolutely. Because that's the thing. It was like, I want to do a travel pack of tissues. And I started looking at it, I'm like, well, there's not anything about travel pack of tissues. It's just tissues in a small thing that you put in your fucking pocket. So we had to go back further into uh, Kleenex. Then we find out more about the tissue. So mm. as you said, you are correct. Kleenex is not actually the tissue. Kleenex mm. is a brand of tissue. Um, we've just, it's one of those items that we've just been calling it Kleenex for so long that a tissue now is this Kleenex. Right. It's like, uh, instead of saying search something, just Google it, but you might not be using Google. You might be a Bing person who knows, you know, but it's one of those <laughs> You might things. have one of those Comcast.net accounts and use Ask right? Jeeves. Oh God, Ask Jeeves. I have a fake butler to, to Google things for me. Um, <laughs> it's just, that was a whole thing that I feel like. There's definitely a generational divide in, in when it comes to like some internet stuff. Like if oh, somebody yeah. makes a vines joke, you can mm -hmm. see where it's like, oh yeah, well, you didn't know, you don't know vines. It's TikTok. early internet. It's yeah, early it's like talked about like early TV, and it was better. Um, it was but yeah, uh, but but ask Jeeves was like it. The computer will Google for you before we realize that you can just do this yourself. Just do it yourself. It's much easier, and you don't have to deal with that fucking guy anymore. Yeah. Uh, so. Looking at this, we had to go past the fact that we can't look at travel packs. We can't look just at Kleenex. We have to then move into the world of this is actually called a facial tissue. All right. Mm. And so we're going to start with facial tissues. Then we'll move forward into the future, into Kleenex and things like that. It's going to be spoilers. It's going to be a fun little ride, I think, for you. So very excited. Um, for those who may not know, facial tissues are soft, absorbent, disposable pieces of paper that you use for your face. You know, you just, you, people nowadays, they blow their nose, they wipe their face, whatever. It's just a soft piece of paper that we can keep in our pocket to take care of our faces. It is what it is. It is what it is. But you may not realize how far this goes back. Actually. Ancient Sumeria. Is it the Sumerians again? No, not Sumerians, but it's uh, ancient Japan. Ooh. We're talking about centuries and centuries and centuries ago. In Japan, uh, they used uh, a tissue that came in the form of what they called washi. And washi is a traditional Japanese paper that's made from the fibers from the inner bark of the gampi tree, uh, the uh, mitsumata shrub, or the paper mulberry bush. So basically, it's kind of like a thin piece of tissue paper um, that they would actually used for a bunch of different things a lot of crafts and arts they would use it for um, mending books and things like that but they also used it basically as a facial tissue in fact they uh, uh it was first described back in the 17th century okay there was a 17th century account uh by the europeans i think mainly in spain um of the voyage of hasakura Tsunanaga. all right he was an ambassador to japan who traveled across europe to bring Bring the world together, things like that. All right, and he brought, of course, his entourage. They, of course, brought with them their tissues. So, right? so he's like Prince back in a, ancient Japan. 
Yeah, if Prince was in ancient Japan and an ambassador to Europe, that's exactly what he was like. I would think Prince would be a pretty solid ambassador to Europe. Oh, Prince would be the most amazing ambassador would of have. the entire world. Yeah, uh, would have. Still is. Still, Still is. is. Still in is. spirit. He's forever. But during this trip, the Europeans noticed, quote-unquote, they blow their noses in soft, soft, silky papers the size of a hand, which they never use twice, so that they throw them on the ground after usage. And they were delighted to see our people around them precipitate themselves to pick them up. So what was happening was is that the Japanese ambassador and his crew were there. They would get sick or whatever. They blow their nose on their tissue and they just throw it on the ground because it's disposable, right? Europeans were like, what the fuck are they doing? And what is this paper they're throwing all over the place? So they're going and picking it up, not ah! realizing it's full of this, these full of face goo and boogers. What a, and they were like, what a fucking... this is amazing. Look at this. And it's like, no, 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 that's And meanwhile, disgusting. the Japanese are just like, ugh, white people. <laughs> no, they were probably like, <laughs> Dumbass idiots. Look at these fucking idiots. Why are they picking up our snotty garbage? And Ugh. like, this is why. Because they were like, what the fuck is this paper? So. <laughs> you had to, you ha I mean, like, I don't, I don't. Here's the thing. How, how do you not know what's going on when you see a Japanese person in that ancient time blowing their nose right. into a thing and then throwing it on the ground? You knew what it was. You knew what a nose did. Or I wonder if it was a situation where people maybe didn't see <laughs> see them and they were like, what's this piece of paper on the ground? And they pick it up and it's all just filled with, oh, God. Could you, could you imagine what 17th century snot looked like? Like all the mud and dust. It and was gross. actually, and a lot of people don't know this, purple. Really? No. Wow. Wow. Because <laughs> everyone had cholera. I don't know. Go on. Everyone just ate a lot of purple fingerling potatoes. <laughs> And that's what it was. Which does not turn your body. face goo purple. We should no, like, we no, are no, no, a no. factual podcast. <laughs> just so you know, that's not a thing. So that was like the origin of the facial tissue all the way back to 17th century Japan. I mean, it's it, I, I love the fact that we unearth these everyday items. Like like we're talking about, you keep bringing up ancient Sumerians. The drinking straw goes back to ancient Sumerians. And it's just a drinking straw. And like tissues go back to ancient Japan. You're like, what? It's just a piece of paper. What? That's yeah. been around that long? It's amazing. Uh, but now what we do is we flash forward in time. <laughs> and now we're talking about, specifically, we're talking about the world of the Kleenex and how this facial tissue became, because Kleenex was really the groundbreaking like Western version of this ancient tissue that people use. So um, Kleenex is actually trademarked by a company called the Kimberly Clark Company, and they're known for making numerous pa paper products. They are a paper products company. They love paper products. They make facial tissues, bathroom tissues, paper towels, tampons, and diapers. We fucks with paper. Yeah, they love it. Um, but during the First World War is when Kimberly Clark really started kind of working out a lot of their products, okay? okay. And Kleenex in its early, 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 early phases uh, was a special type of crepe paper they developed, and it was made literally to filter their gas mask during World War One. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. So, so the Kimberly Clark Company used tissue as a filter. Uh, that was the initial start of what would become a Kleenex. Got it. Um, this crepe paper that they were using, right? Well, it was it, it was it, it like crepe? It was actually a crepe paper. 
Yeah, like kind of yeah, like fibrous paper that they put together, like a, a thicker tissue uh, that they would you know blend in cottons and things into, and it, hmm. made, it turned out to be a great filter for all the gases and stuff that were using during World War One, right? So they then took that filter, and then that was then developed into a product which helped women during their periods. Oh, so it went from filter to to like a, a maxi pad kind of situation. It went to yes, and became Kotex. And it became oh. a Kotex pad. And Kotex, uh, the the Kimberly Clark company, made it from a derivative of the words cotton and texture. So that's what it's made from, cotton oh. and texture. So Kotex, all right? I also love that that it's like, well, it's cotton and texture, but let's put a K in front of it because if we right. if we don't we, do that, then well, people will just never fucking understand what we do. It was the Kimberly Clark company. Oh, so they probably that, dropped okay. that K on there because they got a C. We like, can't yeah. use the C. Yeah, let's drop it. It's not the, KCC. Yeah, let's drop that. the K in there. And the company itself confirmed that that's how the name was chosen. It was chosen because it met their requirements, quote unquote, met their requirements for being short, easy to say, easy to pay, and easy to explain. Coach, <laughs> whoa, whoa. all real fast. Easy to say, easy to pay, easy to explain. Uh, yeah, it was it was for being short, easy to say, easy to pay, easy to explain. That's Bing, going bang, on my bro. tombstone. There you go, right there. You know, I was easy to say, easy to pay, and I'm easy <laughs> to explain. So Kotex was like their first kind of big development, right? So what they started doing was making that material, that cotton, that crepe paper. They started around 1924. They took that same material. They started making it thinner. They started making it softer. And then they started making facial tissues. And so to go along with their world of Kotex, they made it into Kleenex. So the first portion of the name is clean because it's a cleansing. You use it to wipe your face and things like that. And the X makes at the end, puts it in with Kotex. So you know that it all lives in the same family. It's all from the same company. And they're they're building the world of the X factor. Oh, we'll so this is factor. this is this is their multiverse. This is their like this uh, is their, their multiverse. Canon. Yeah. This is their right, canon. Right. This is their this is their universe. Yeah. They got you covered from top to bottom. <laughs> the Kimberly Clark verse <laughs> will cover your face and the, the uh, under uh, under ass and beyond. <laughs> face and beyond. Beyond. So that's where the name Kleenex comes from. And since it was one of the original facial tissues, people got to know it as Kleenex, and that's how it's become that generic overall blanket for a tissue. Hand me a Kleenex. Well, I've got Scott's Puffs. I got medicated puffs. Well, that's not, you know, it's it's still a tissue. But oh, we call yeah, them you got those medicated puffs. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. Also, that's oh, only $70 on sale right now. Thank you, Mr. McConaughey. Uh, <laughs> All right. Now, you guys want them to tell you. Wipe it you. off, wipe it off, wipe it off. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey for, for Kimberly Clark Company's yeah. Kleenex. They got you covered, baby, from your Man, top you to your bottom. you get those sweaty pits, you got to get in there and wipe them out. You know, every That's day my living, terrible McConaughey. <laughs> everyday living is a difficult. Y'all keep living until one of us gets it right. You got to keep working until one of us gets it right. Oh, my God. And you know who got it I right? I bet he smells like cinnamon. Oh, that dude probably smells like sandalwood and cinnamon for sure. God damn it. Or he, when are like we going to meet Matt? When are we going to meet Matt Matt? Dude, I really want to sit down and drink with that guy. Yeah. You know, here's the thing, Kevin. I want to sit down and drink with you. Like, I'd like, no, no, it's not about me. It's about you right now. I feel like that's how the conversation would go. It's like, don't worry about me. Don't Let's not talk about me. Let's talk about you, boss. Let's talk about where you're at now. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about where you're at. 
Oh, God damn it, McConaughey, please sponsor our show. Um, <laughs> tag him in this. Please tag no, him. I'm going to tag the shit out of him. Make a note. We're going to tag the shit Could out of him. Could you imagine it's just us talking to Matthew McConaughey about like weird shit you find in your junk drawer? It's like, now when I open my junk drawer, I find myself all these like all these random nails. They're little iron nails. Don't know where they come from. Why don't you put that in the Google box? Tell me what you come out the other side. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking McConaughey. God damn it. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah. Because uh, that's now going to happen. Thanks to you, audience. Be sure Putting to tag out. Matthew in the universe. There it is. We got to do that. Um, now, so uh, Kimberly Clark, they got the Kleenex. Uh, they've got it going. They've put it out. They've marketed it now as simply just a disposable piece of cloth that you can use to wipe off your cold cream at night. Women use cold cream a lot during this oh. time. This is back in 1925. Uh, so that was used for pulling off your cold cream at the end of the night. In fact, in 1925, the first Kleenex tissue ad that was used in a magazine was showing the new secret of keeping a pretty skin as used by famous movie stars. Because what happened is once they got out in popularity, they were starting to be endorsed by Hollywood stars because they were using it to take off all of their theatrical makeup. Uh, Stars like Helen Hayes and Jean Harlow, like back from Glam of Hollywood, they were like, yeah, "Yeah, we use this to take all our makeup off when we're using our cold cream. We put it on and then wipe it all off with with these tissues. I use a towel that I bring from home. I don't like these kids today. That's my impression of a Hollywood starlet from the 1920s. I and, bring a towel from home. And I think that's very, uh, it's spot on, dude. And I really think that you should put that on your SNL reel. Because it's really topical. And I'm Hollywood there. starlet. <laughs> I also wipe off my cold cream with a Kleenex. It's either Hollywood starlet or Matthew McConaughey. Those are or the only Hollywood two Hollywood starlet, Matthew McConaughey. Hollywood starlet, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, they're gorgeous. That? Just gorgeous. <laughs> I bring my own towels. Um, so Kleenex came out. It blew up as the way to take and clean your face. That's what it was focused on. It blew. On, right? It blew up. Um, so after a few years of this being on the market, uh, one of the company's head researchers um, had allergies, bad ah. hay fever, had colds, things like that. And he started using them as a disposable handkerchief. And he was blowing his nose and using it during allergy season. And he was like, yo, head of advertising, you should really market it this way because blow it up. It's great for this. And the head of marketing was like, we won't do that. But I'll tell you what we'll do is we'll put it like in a small portion down over in the corner in the ad that it says it's like a disposable handkerchief. Will that make you happy? And he was all like, yeah. So they did that. And because of that little spot, now it blew up in a resurgence again because there was now a new use for it. People started seeing it as that thing that they could use for blowing their nose and they're sick and things like that and as a disposable handkerchief. And people started carrying around to the point where in the 1930s, it was now being marketed with the slogan, don't carry a cold in your pocket. Use this as a disposable handkerchief. Don't use your handkerchief because now you're just carrying snot in there. Yeah, don't carry a cold in your pocket. Gross. And I know people that use fucking handkerchiefs, and it's disgusting. I use handkerchiefs to wipe the sweat off my face. I don't want to blow my fucking nose in there. This Even that's gross. gross to me. Like, no, just... I need a I need a wipe rag. But, but they're like, don't carry a cold in your pocket. Use this disposable thing, and it blew up. And that's really when Kleenex became facial wow. tissues wow. became really what we know about tissues for our face, like blowing our nose and things like. That's where that came from. Like that's. 
kicked off because one dude had some hay fever and he's like, honey, honey, give me one of your cold cream rags. That's you. And he's like, this is perfect. I don't have boogers in my pocket. This shit's great. Or his wife was probably like, dude, could you please take this disgusting rag out of your pocket before we do laundry? And he's like, I, he's like, I don't want to do that. She's like, well, here, at least take put some of these Kleenex in your pocket just in How case. How to get that face goo all over me, you fucking idiot. And then, Gross. Yeah, that's disgusting. But that's the birth and how the Kleenex kind of blew up into the fucking world. Hmm. Um, now we roll into a few of the offshoots and how the world developed after that. Because uh, once we hit that point, Kleenex has just become Kleenex. And they became like all good marketing, different ways that we can make them. So they're medicated, right. they're softer, they're bigger, they're this, they're that. They're for boys, you know? they're for girls. Right. Um, just a sidebar, because we I just said they didn't have washing machines back then. They would wash it by hand. The washing machine was actually invented in 1851. So I was incorrect. So you are just fact-checking yourself as we go. That's all I do when we do this show, because we are a fact-cast. You are a very responsible semi-journalist, and I No, you just got to keep making mistakes until you learn. You just got to keep making it until you get it right. Between 1940 and 1950, there was a mascot for Kleenex. What? Yep. And that mascot was a little character called... Sneezy. (laughs) You'd think, but no. It was a a famous comic strip character named Little Lulu. Oh, I know a Little Lulu. And if you saw Little Lulu, you'd be like, oh, her. Yeah. She was like one of the most famous comic strips of our time. Started in 1935. Yeah, her dress looks like those strawberry candies, like the wrapper for those strawberry candies. Like it's like a polka dot kind of look. Maybe, I think. She had like a little brown hair. She had brown hair. She was like that quintessential like 1930s comic strip little girl. She was very cute and probably got in some troubles and things like that. But she became the mascot for tissues. So she'd be on the box, you know, commercials, advertisements and magazines. And of course, because, you know, it was capitalism at its best, like let's attach this thing that people love to our product. So they'll start paying attention to our product and buying it. And then that helps it kind of blow up even more throughout the world. Wow. Um, then we move on to 1956. 1956. When Kleenex introduced Kleenex for men. Oh, no. Right? Oh, no. It's made from herringbone. It's just a rock that you rub on your face to wipe the snot off, and then you wipe your butt with it, and you throw it out in the street. Uh, no, it was uh, – I looked it up because I found that on the Kleenex website. They were like, Kleenex for men. And I was like, holy shit. And I was like, what the fuck would that be? What is and that? It what does that even mean? It's actually just a, cl- a piece of Kleenex that's bigger. It's the size of a handkerchief. So men could carry them in their pocket because they wanted to have a handkerchief because apparently that's more manly than just a Kleenex. What You know You know what makes a man – Kevin, you know what makes a man? It makes a real man. <laughs> a smooth chest and, a, and a, navig- a Lincoln Navigator? Smooth chest, cold beer, and a pocket towel for your face. <laughs> and you need a, But you need the right man-sized pocket towel because we all know – that men blow much larger balls of snot than women. I move fast. So, I make big moves. I move fast. I make big moves. You boot fast? I boot fast. I move fast. So you throw up fast, and then you move away from it very quickly. Is it what you do? We're learning so much about you today. Real man doesn't throw up. Real man just lets it all out. <laughs> he barfs into his man-sized Kleenex and throws it away, so nobody ever sees he it. He barks into his man-sized <laughs> Kleenex. <laughs> I love that, and I will use that later in life. Oh, my God, please He's walking around barking into his man-sized (laughs) clean. 
Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 1956, dude Kleenex. <laughs> uh, then uh, fast forward, 1983 is when we finally wow. are introduced to the travel size Kleenex. Ah, here we go. That makes sense, knowing what the like the eighties and what was going yeah, on. Yeah, and people yeah, travel a lot sense. more, doing a lot more coke in bathrooms. They got to wipe their face faster, gotta so they got to keep it, you know, in their pocket. Todd, do you have a man-sized Kleenex? <laughs> I have a man-sized Kleenex that I've torn into smaller pieces <laughs> to make it easier to carry in my pocket. This is what it sounds like in the bathroom. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's not uh, an EDM concert. It's no, fucking no, no. Tears for Fears is playing. <laughs> Kleenex is now called those travel size. Pocket packs. Pocket packs. packs of Kleenex oh. in your pocket. Uh, and then finally, one of my favorite facts about this. We're going to go back in time for a hot second. 1969, dude. Hey. Nice. Science fiction author Larry Niven wrote an oh, essay Larry Niven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. titled Man of Steel, Woman of Kleenex. What okay. the fuck does that even mean? This whole essay is basically the argument that Jason Lee has on Mallrats about Superman having sex with human beings and how is that possible because of all of the shit that is Superman, how strong he is and this yeah. and that. And so it, that's what it's about, that he went through all the... He went through all the comic books and put together all Superman's powers and stuff, and he goes... This is how he would have sexual intercourse with a human woman. And here's his argument on why he couldn't because of things like, you know, his loss of physical control during intercourse. He could rip her apart. Well, uh, yeah. Superpowers, presume superpowers of his sperm cells, you they know. They do that, that in stuff. Jessica Jones. There's like a whole thing about that where she's right. like, I can't fuck you because I will murder you. I will you. murder you. But the reason why the title is Man of Steel, Woman of Kleenex, because it's coming from, it's a reference for the power. It's and, coming and from? <laughs> it's a reference of the power and invulnerability indicated by Superman's epithet, Man of Steel, contrasting it with the relative fragility, like a Kleenex tissue, of a human. So Yes, I pieced that together, Kevin. Right. Thank you. Do you like that? <laughs> I did. I do. Uh, Josh? That's, That's Kleenex, Kleenex and facial That's tissues cool. and travel packs of Kleenexes. Joshua. Yes? What do we do at the end of my shows? Here's the thing. You all, I only respond to Joshua if I'm in trouble. Oh, okay. Which leads me to believe it's a pop quiz, but I know you do page eight first. Okay. So, so I don't know why I'm like in trouble this. for page eight. Let's do this. Hey, Josh. Hey, Kevin. What do we do after I'm done with the rundown of my show? Oh, I think. Wait, let's ask Matt. Hey, Matt, Mac, what do we do? Uh, you won't. You don't do one. You don't do two. You don't do three. You don't do four. You don't do five. You don't do six. You don't do seven, baby. You do two. You do eight. You do page eight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is just this day has gone off the fucking rails. I love it. I love um, it. It's the, page it's the eight Kleenex surprise Matt McConaughey episode. <laughs> page eight. Uh, Surprisingly enough for Kleenex, I thought Kleenex and tissues would have a, some weird shit on page eight. Not a lot of weird shit. Not a lot oh, of fun that's shit. A bummer. It was kind of a bummer. But what I did find was I did find a, a website called, I think it's called, the way it's pronounced is Quora, Q U O R A. 
and it seems yeah. to be kind of like a knockoff Reddit or Yahoo questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I know Cora, sure. It's, yeah, it's, so, a, it's like a, it's a thread. It's a thread site. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this thread that I jumped on, this page, was all just questions about Kleenex. Apparently people had questions about Kleenex and just couldn't Google Kleenex because, like, I didn't have a problem finding information about fucking Kleenex. You, and all the questions they asked, I'm like, this is what the show's about. You could have found this information out. But... I scrolled all the way down, and I found one question that I just thought the answer was great, too. And I've I've cut away the first names and just using last names here for safety. So I'm just using first initials, last names. So one day, uh, a person named D. Patel asked... What are Kleenex wet wipes used for? The fuck? Wet wipes. Kleenex makes okay, a wet wipe. Okay, right? yeah. They are, they are generally asking, what are Kleenex wet wipes used for? Like they couldn't Google that, all right? Then, How do you not know what a fucking wet wipe is for? Right? I am sad for this person. I'm very sad for that person. But B. Marilyn, who is also has a PhD in corporate finance from Stanford Law, according to their profile. Well, so she's here to fucking tell you. B. Marilyn said, there are a variety of uses that one can use them for. My favorite use is after I pleasure myself and need a quick cleanup. Exclamation point. So <laughs> that's... Wait. The person that wrote that right. was like, wait, wait, buddy, I got you. Mm-hmm. When you, you jack off, what do you use? Mm-hmm. Fucking bathroom towel. Sock. Fucking jersey. You don't have to do that. No. Kleenex wet wipes. You have Kleenex wet wipes. Done. Slop it up. And then, and then he fucking hit exclamation point, hit enter, and walked away from his desktop like, I am done for the day. And see, when I read that, it came off in my head either as like, was like you genuinely want to know here's an answer but i also feel like it was it, i heard it sarcastically shitting my head that b Marilyn was like oh you don't know what a fucking wet wipes for dummy all right well, i'm talking about shit. jacking off and i'm like you dumb fucking Marilyn. it's your doctorate your phd yeah, seriously, in corporate PhD. yeah like, we, like i won't prove it prove it prove, prove it. you have that phd prove it i dare you what a dick <laughs> dude you come on the show and you bring it you show us uh, but that's my page eight. Not very exciting, but it was just a moment of sl- self-pleasure. I enjoyed that. And a wet wipe. And so that's... You Much know. like self-pleasure, I enjoyed it, and I can't wait to get it off of me. What? What? <laughs> what? Oh. Barking in a man-sized Kleenex. What's funny is I said barfing, but you say barking, and that's yeah. much more fun. I think that's funnier. <laughs> Bar- barking. <laughs> um, Joshua. Yes, now I'm in trouble. What do we do at the end of page eight? Call it a day. Nope, because it's time for you. Hot quiz. Ah! <laughs> I'm fine. I'll see if you can remember all of this stuff. Yeah, we'll see. Um, okay, question number one. Uno. When Kleenex began marketing their tissues as disposable handkerchiefs in the 1930s, what was their slogan? Don't carry a cold in your pocket. Yeah! Yeah! All right, popcorn. Popcorn. That is correct. Don't carry a cold in your pocket. I mean, that really resonated with me, like living, you know, in the times that we're living in when... In like 2020, when doctors were like, "Okay, everybody, start washing your hands," and I'm like, "Start! Just, wait what a the minute. You guys haven't been fucking doing that? Jesus! I hang out with you people. <laughs> I've been touching <laughs> your hands. You dirty fuckers! Gross! 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 
You touch your dick with that mouth? Anyway, what were you saying? <laughs> touch your mom's mouth with that dick? Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, question number two. Name one of the Hollywood actresses that endorsed using Kleenex to help take off their theatrical makeup. Jean Harlow. Popcorn. Popcorn. Ah, tastes so good. Excellent work. And the other one was Helen Hayes. Helen, Helen Hayes. Hayes. Question number three. You're two for two, bro. In what year did Larry Niven write his essay, Man of Steel, Woman of Kleenex? 1969. 69, dude! 69, You don't forget that. You, you don't, don't forget, forget your, your last 69. No. Um... Dude, three, yeah, four, three, three. three. I know shit about Kleenex. This is what happens when we're not drinking and smoking a lot before we record. <laughs> yeah, it seems like, and I'm just spitballing here, it's better to do this sober. Right? I think it might be better. <laughs> but it is nice to have uh, an official hazy IPA from Bell's. Mm-hmm. Uh, brewed and canned by Bell's Brewery Incorporated, and Comstock, Michigan. This official cocktail, uh, this is a cocktail made from officially from... <laughs> Plantation, Plantation three star rum. rum. It's three everything's rum. very official today. Official McConaughey yeah, we, is what we it got. Is. Your official McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. See, my McConaughey is just you doing your McConaughey, but me, <laughs> and it's terrible. <laughs> all right, Mister Thank Yous. I have a Mister Thank You for you. All right, go um, ahead. my Mister Thank Yous for Dispensary Thirty Three, one Hooray. of the the new dispense the marijuana dispensaries in Chicago. They're fantastic. Um, check them out. Uh, you know, for all of your greenery needs. They are fantastic. Uh, and so, yeah, big big ups, big thank you. Mr. Thank you to them. Mr. Thank you, Dispensary 33. And I, Bell's official hazy IPA, brewed and canned in Comstock, Michigan. I'd like to give a big Mr. Thank you to the Plantation Rum Company. I'd like so I'd like to give a big Mr. Thank you to Josh Zagorn for giving me this bottle of Plantation Rum. And as always, a huge gigantor Mr. Thank you Mr. Jason Moody. Jason Moody! Who makes all the theme songs for Big Talk Podcast. He did Hooray. the theme song for this show. He does the theme song for my other show, Who the Fuck Are You? And he's going to be writing some more theme songs for us as we, as Big Talk Podcast, get ready to hopefully, well, we get ready to put out some more shows soon. So he'll be yeah, uh, writing more some more theme songs. More stuff for you to so do. I love having zero free time. Uh, I hope you <laughs> are enjoying what's happening with zero of my free time. Yeah, I'm enjoying your zero free time uh, experience. The Kevin yeah. Alves zero free time. It's like it's like indoor skydiving, yeah. but it's just oh, yeah. less work. Yeah, oh, less work and in pajama pants. Yeah, and you don't even have to go anywhere. You basically stay home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh, dude, could you, do you could I get you a Kleenex? Only if it's man sized. Kevin and Josh will reveal a lot about all of the stuff that you forgot. Some of it may come as quite a shock, it's just lying in your junk drawer. Blah, blah, blah. Big talk.